Peter Rukavina joins me now to talk about the rhythms of the digital worker and what he calls the death of time. I was expecting you to arrive in black this morning, Peter. <laughs> That's me. <yeah. laughs> what exactly is a digital worker? Well, I think the easiest answer to that question is that I'm pretty sure that I'm a digital worker. Being a digital worker means that the, the sort of stuff of my job is digital information. And what I do all day is, is really just move it all around. I've had a lot of jobs in my life. I've sold car parts at Canadian Tire. I've sorted turtle bones in a museum. I've taught seven-year-olds how to canoe. I've uh, pasted up the sports section of a daily newspaper every day. All of these jobs in one way or another have dealt with real stuff, uh, whether it's car parts or turtles or kids in canoes or newspapers. And they've all done the sort of work that gets finished at some point. Uh, the part gets sold, the bones get sorted, the kids know how to canoe, or the, the newspaper gets printed. Mm -hmm. But now that I have a job as a digital worker, it seems the days of having real stuff to deal with and jobs that have a, a beginning, a middle, and an end seem to be gone. What I really do all day right now is, is sit in front of a computer screen moving around bits of digital space, uh, graphics and pictures and words. Now, the different thing about moving around bits of this digital space or digital information as opposed to, say, uh, moving around bits of turtles is that digital information is a very elastic sort of thing. It's, it's extremely easy to change. And that elasticity makes for a very different work life than that uh, I've been used to. Uh, think about the difference, for example, of, of uh, typing something into a manual typewriter versus typing into a word processor. If you get seven pages into it on a typewriter and decide you want to add a new paragraph somewhere on page three, it's out with the X-Acto knife and the rubber cement in 15 or 20 minutes of mm -hmm. fiddling around. Uh, on a word processor, all you need to do is pop up to page three, you, you hit insert, and you start typing. Now, the simplest way to understand what being a digital worker is like is to take that example, typewriters versus word processors, and extend it to almost all aspects of my everyday work life or, or any digital worker's everyday work life. Uh, for me, going to work means logging on to the net. Uh, the tools I use are text editors and electronic paint programs and modems. And the work that I do is sort of like being a construction worker in cyberspace. I arrange bits of information so that people can find them and make sense of them. Uh, I don't move around bales of hay or pizzas. I move around ferry schedules and soil test results and electronic pictures of horses. Uh, my job is to make a constantly evolving pool of information uh, in good order. It sounds like very familiar work. How is being a digital worker different from what we do here on the radio every day? We're both in the information moving business. Well, yeah, we both we both move information around every day. We're both in that information moving business. The important difference, I think, comes uh, in that at 9 o'clock this morning, today's island morning is over. It's done. You can't go back and change something that happened at 7.15, no matter how much you would we like to. like to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About those wave conditions today. <laughs> it's already gone once, once it's out there. It's in people's radios. Making radio, and for that matter, making television or newspapers or magazines, it's a lot like using a manual typewriter. The, the rhythm of these media is hourly or daily or weekly or monthly. Uh, they start, uh, they go on, they're done, and that's it. Working with digital information, though, is a different story. If I take a piece of information, let's say it's a map of Charlottetown, and I put it on the Internet, uh, in the old print world, my job would be done. Uh, the map would be out there. But remember, digital information is very easy to change. Let's say that in two weeks a new road gets constructed in East Royalty, or a street downtown gets changed to one way, or a new park gets created. Because the map's on the Internet, because it's a digital map, I can simply go and make these changes. And as soon as I make them, the original map is gone and it's replaced by a new, more up-to-date one. Now, to do that same thing in the old print world would mean printing and distributing a whole new map. And you wouldn't tend to do that very often because of the cost of paper and ink and, and uh, moving sure. it around. Now, this might seem like a pretty simple concept. Digital information is simply easier to change. But 
I think the important thing here is, is not one example or another. It's an entire work day or a work life or a work year spent working in a world where everything can be changed, updated, or redesigned very easily all the time. And that's sort of what being a digital worker is like. Now, you call this the death of time. How did you get to that conclusion? Well, I'll, I'll admit that the death of time might be blowing things a little out of proportion, <laughs> giving it a little more importance than perhaps it deserves. But let me explain for a second why it actually sort of feels exactly like that's what it is. I don't think anyone would disagree that the job you have and how time factors into it can really affect the rest of your life. Uh, if you work the night shift, for example, you're awake when everyone else is asleep. Uh, if you're a teacher, you get a two-month vacation in the middle of summer. Uh, if you farm potatoes, there's not a lot to do in the fields in January. If you host Island Morning, you've got to get up before almost everyone else. Now, as you suggested earlier, time also factors into jobs in another way. Every occupation has, a, has its own rhythm or life cycle associated with it. Uh, this isn't necessarily a day-to-day -day thing that has to do with when you get up in the morning. It's more about the natural cycle of whatever it is you work at. Uh, if you're a farmer, you plant a crop every season. Spring comes, and then you plow and fertilize and sow and roll and till and spray and then harvest, and then winter comes, and then you do it all again. When farmers talk about how things are going in their lives, usually it has to do with how the crop is going. If you've had a good year, you've had a good crop. If you've had a bad year, you've had a, a bad crop. The rhythm of the farm is the season. Now contrast that, for example, to work in a hospital emergency room. Uh, each project you take on there is another patient coming in the door. They're hurt and you treat them and then they go away. Uh, total time anywhere from a few minutes to a couple of hours. Then it's on to the next patient. Mm -hmm. The rhythm of the emergency room is the coming and going of the patients. Now, again, these rhythms can have a profound effect on how people live their lives, uh, not just in a practical way, but in a way which affects how they think and feel and, and sort of deal with the rest of the world. Now, imagine then, given all that, what it's like to work in a job where the work really, quite literally, is never done, where the stuff that you're working on is constantly evolving, where everything is in a constant state of flux, where projects start, but they never really finish, because they can always be changed or updated or made better or clearer or easier to understand. Uh, the rhythm of this sort of job, the rhythm of digital work, is very, very different than the rhythm of any other sort of work. Uh, it's either so long a rhythm that it's endless or it's so short that it's an invisible. Uh, but for all practical purposes, though, it's, it's like there's no rhythm at all. And in a way, that means that there's no time at all. Uh, or at the very least, that it means how time and people and work all relate is very different from what we're used to. So, that's sort of why I call it the death of time. So if you were to put it into uh, practical terms, what have you noticed about your life as a digital worker? Well, I guess one significant thing is that getting satisfaction from my job is, is difficult, or at least different. It's not like there's a, a pile of something getting smaller as I work, or a last nail to drive in to finish up the job, or a published book to put on the shelf. I have to get my satisfaction from the process of working rather than from the finished product because really the product is never finished. My day-to-day -day work life is different too because there's no beginning or middle or end to the projects I work on. Because the tasks involved in digital work tend to be shorter than longer, I tend to be working on 25 or 30 little things all at the same time. And which 25 or 30 things that I'm working on all at the same time can change from day to day or from hour to hour. I might spend five minutes uh, adding a bit to an internet page I'm working on here on the island and 10 minutes fi fixing up a database on a computer in Boston, another five minutes answering some email, and so on and so on, hour after hour. It makes it difficult to go home at 5 o'clock because there's really no logical place to end the work day. Uh, there's always something else to evolve a little bit before I call it a day, and, and sometimes I end up evolving things until 9, 10 or uh, 9 or 10 at night. So computers are changing our attitudes about what is 
work time and what is happening at home time? Well, certainly for me they have, and that, that too can be something of a challenge. Because digital work can be done from anywhere, including from home, it just makes the dividing line between work and home all that fuzzier. Uh, perhaps most importantly though is the challenge of doing digital work in what is still largely an analog world. Uh, it tends to be the places where old analog meets new digital that are the most challenging, especially in my work. Uh, this is true in work. Uh, for example, how do you set up an electronic ho uh, hotel reservation system for hotels with no computers? Uh, but I tend to notice it more in just sort of regular everyday to day life. I've started to notice, for example, that in my personal life, I don't tend to think ahead very much. It's hard to shift from a minute-by-minute -minute digital way of thinking to a where should we go on vacation this fall or a when do you think the broccoli will be up sort of uh, way of thinking. It's hard to move from a digital world where everything is malleable and elastic and easily changed to a concrete real world where pipes burst and ceilings fall in and cars run out of gas. Now, I don't want to make it sound as though I've morphed into some sort of digital cyber guy or that my life is any different or worse or better than uh, anyone else's. My mortgage still comes due at the end of every month and I still brush my teeth twice a day. Uh, but I do notice a difference in my life as a digital worker as opposed to my life as, say, a canoe instructor. And I do think it's important to look carefully at the long-term social consequences of this transition to an information economy everyone is talking about with all the digital workers it will require. In the end, I think the real effects of digital work on society won't be felt or at least understood for five or ten years, and by then it may be too late to have any control over them. You've got me a little bit worried, and I'm wondering if it may be too late now. Well, it's hard to say. I think the, the changes we're talking about are so small and so subtle, and the, the nature of digital work itself changes so much that actually putting your finger on something and saying, you know, no, that's bad, we don't want that to happen, or hey, isn't that a nice new thing to have happened, it's almost impossible to do that. Uh, in any case, I certainly know that there's some days I'd relish another go at the turtle bone pile or, or the chance to sell someone a muffler for a 75 Dodge Dart. I must hear more about the turtle bone pile sometime. Thanks very much, Peter. You're welcome.